fun-sized anatomy lessons on the go. Ninja Anatomy starts now. Hello again, listeners. This is Anjanette Nunez, and I welcome you to another episode of Ninja Anatomy. This is the first episode of the Shoulder Series. Three prominent bones comprise the shoulder. First, the arm bone, called the humerus bone. Second, the clavicle, or collarbone. And the third is the scapula, or shoulder blade. From these three bones, we have four different joints that play into the motion of the shoulder. These joints are the glenohumeral joint, the acromioclavicular joint, the sternoclavicular joint, and the scapulothoracic joint. We'll talk more about other joints of the shoulder along with the muscles and dynamic stabilizers of the shoulder in future episodes. On today's episode, we'll take a closer look at the bony anatomy and ligaments of the glenohumeral joint. The glenohumeral joint is made up of the glenoid fossa of the scapula and the head of the humerus bone. It's the joint that connects the upper extremity to the body's trunk. I'll refer to the glenohumeral joint as the GH joint from here on out. With respect to the humeral shaft and condyles, the humeral head faces medially, posteriorly, and inferiorly. The glenoid fossa faces laterally and has a posterior and slight superior tilt relative to the scapula. A lot of us might know the GH joint to be a ball and socket joint, but in this case you have a mismatched larger humeral head as the ball, articulating with a relatively smaller and flatter socket of the glenoid fossa. I picture the GH joint more like this. The glenoid fossa is like a metal bottle cap of a glass iced tea bottle. It's bigger than a regular plastic soda bottle. The humeral head is more like a softball or an almost perfect sphere that is about three to four times bigger than the metal bottle cap. Let's take a closer look at the GH joint labrum, capsule, and ligaments. The glenoid labrum is located at the glenoid margin and serves to extend the articulating surfaces of the GH joint by deepening the concavity of the glenoid socket. Think of the labrum like a rubber seal that fully runs around the rim of that metal bottle cap. The labrum also serves as an anchor point for the capsuloligamentous structures of the GH joint. The GH capsule fully seals the joint with a surface area about double the size of the humeral head. This allows for big ranges of motion of the GH joint. The capsule has two openings, one that allows the biceps tendon to exit the joint and one that connects the joint to the subscapularis bursa. Different parts of the capsule wind up or tighten depending on the different positions of the GH joint. For example, the inferior capsule tightens at end range abduction and external rotation. The ligaments of the GH joint act as stabilizers at the extreme ends of the motion of the joint. The superior GH ligament restrains the humeral head from inferior translation. The middle GH ligament prevents the humeral head from anterior translation when the arm is at mid-range abduction, and when the arm is at the side, the middle GH ligament limits external rotation. The inferior GH ligament is the thickest of the three GH ligaments. You'll hear about the inferior ligament having an anterior band, a posterior band, and an axillary pouch. The anterior band of the inferior ligament is the thickest and provides restraints against anterior translation of the humeral head when the arm is in the throwing position. Here are some fun facts. 
The GH joint has more mobility than any other single joint in the human body. The GH joint is also the least stable joint in the body and as such may be susceptible to dislocation. Here's a summary. The glenohumeral joint is comprised of the glenoid fossa and the head of the humerus bones. It's the most mobile and least stable single joint in the body. Stabilizers of the GH joint include the glenoid labrum, the joint capsule, and the GH ligaments. That's all for now, listeners. Tune in for more fun-sized anatomy lessons on the go on the next Ninja Anatomy.